Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supez. It is episode 111. 111. Whenever I see the numbers like 1111 or 111 on my clock, I always know that it's a sign that I'm just like in the right place at the right time and the things that I'm trying to manifest or that I'm working on are working out for me in divine timing. And so I think it is the perfect episode to start season four. It has been a full year. I haven't missed a single week in a year of podcasting on my own. My first time podcasting by myself. I've always had a podcast host prior to that. You know, I did some episodes myself, but in general, it wasn't, you know, my podcast. Whereas now in this last year, it has been my podcast and it has been a wild ride. It has been so much fun. And this is season number four, which is crazy. We've had three different seasons. And really, the way that I categorize the seasons on this podcast is the seasons of life that I'm in. And I thought, why not make this season four? Because it's a whole new era. It's a whole new time of life for me. It is a completely different place than I was in last year. That is why I wanted this episode to be about the last 15 years. Isn't that crazy? So Facebook showed me a memory of a post that I wrote a few years back. Well, many years back, I think probably like seven or so years back where I wrote, five years ago, I did this. Four years ago, I did this. Three years ago, I did this. And ever since then, every year when that post pops up, I add the following year and it has been really interesting to me to go through. And so now I have 15 years ago is the start of that post per se. And I want to make it into a podcast because I really do think it pushes home the advice to not be afraid to invest in yourself. Over the years, I have invested thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. My parents have invested thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars into me, sending me to university. And it really has brought me to where I am today, to a point in my life where honestly, a year ago, what we accomplished as SNS Creative in 2022 was a far-fetched dream. I couldn't have even wished to create what I created in the last year. And what my new normal is really was something that I strived towards for years and years. When I was in university, I couldn't conceptualize getting here, even though I knew I was made to be an entrepreneur and to be in the business world. Getting here is a whole different feeling. So I want to go through this post 
and kind of talk about each year and how I invested in myself, how I believed in myself, and how I manifested the spot that I am so that I can give you maybe the little push or the little nudge or the sign that you're looking for to invest in whatever that thing is that you're looking to invest in or to start that thing, to take that leap, whatever it is for you, because all of us have something else, right? I really do believe the universe presents whatever we need at the time, and it's up to us to listen, to take advantage of it, or to pass it by. And so there's always been something in my life that's like, hey, this is the next step, and it's up to me to take that step. That step isn't always easy. That step always takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of believing and passion and support. But I take it and it has gotten me to where I am here today. So I'm going to start with the beginning of the post, which is 15 years ago, I was studying full time in university, getting my business degree as a A, B student. So an A, I typically got all A's or B's. I never got anything under a B plus other than accounting courses, which y'all were really hard. <laughs> if I got like a D, I was happy or a C, I was ecstatic. But other than accounting courses, A's and B's were my thing. While getting my red seal, so in Canada, that is your license to be a fully licensed hairstylist. My getting my red seal as hairstyling and working full time as a hairstylist. I put all of my attention into doing university and working. So even though my parents were gracious enough, and I'm so thankful for them, they paid for university. I was always still working while in university because I needed to pay for my car and my gas and things like that. So I was always working and and it really is just my personality. 14 years ago, I was chosen to study in Israel free of charge with a group of other students. So where I'm talking about investing in these few years is really university. So I'm thankful that my parents paid for it, but it was a massive investment. And my thought as as a kid in high school, I took hairstyling in high school. I was going to be a makeup artist. I've probably told this story a few times. But my dad really, really wanted me to go to university. It's kind of the immigrant's dream, right? Like you want to give your kid everything that you couldn't have. And my dad moved here, you know, whatever, in in circumstances, and he came to Canada. Same with my mom. They both came from Poland. My mom was a little bit younger. My dad was in his, I think, like 18, 19, 20-ish age. And so it was their dream for me to go to university. So my dad promised specifically If I go to university, then he will pay for makeup school in Vancouver. So I'm in university, kind of trudging along, but started liking it. I chose business because it was the only other creative type of degree other than, I believe it was architecture or interior design or something like that at the University of Manitoba. Neither of those two interested me, so I went into business. Like I said, I've always had an entrepreneurial mind, but I didn't really know where that was going to take me. Then 13 years ago, I backpacked around Europe, visited 15 plus countries and studied in Poland. So I did this on my own. I went on my own. You know, I had family out there. So I stayed with family, backpacked with a girlfriend of mine and visited 15 plus countries. I took out a line of credit (laughs) that I paid for for a really long time. And I believed in myself and I had an experience of a lifetime. It's not something a lot of people at that age do. And I really do think it shaped who I am today as a person to take that leap of faith, to take out that line of credit, to go to a different world 
and experience things that I've never experienced before. I made some dumb decisions, yes, but had a blast. So Israel was kind of the first taste of studying abroad, and it really made me want to continue to do that. So I did, and I had amazing experiences, and I I got to continue my degree, and I did it during the summers, but it was phenomenal. 12 years ago, I met the love of my life, started dating, and moved out for the first time after two weeks of being together. So, of course, that was Steven. I had plans to finish university that year. I was going to finish up my degree, move to Europe, live with my family, have a side job, and get a corporate job out there. That was my plans. I had already lined up a hairstyling job near where my grandparents lived uh, when I was there the summer prior, and I was planning on getting out of Canada. I have my dual citizenship. I had it all set up. And then I met Steven. And within two weeks, we moved out for the first time. All while still full time in my last year of university. And get this, working as a human resource uh, teacher assistant in university, an assistant in the registrar's office at the University of Manitoba, essentially glorified secretary, a skincare specialist at Sephora, a full-time hairstylist at Regis, and a party bus host on the weekends, plus doing hair on the quote-unquote side at my parents' house whenever I could. I was doing all of that while in university, while also falling in love and moving out with my now husband. It was a wild ride. And did I mention I was already diagnosed with Crohn's and like pretty sick? I think I ended up in the hospital that year. Now looking back is like, hmm, I wonder why. 11 years ago, I got my first big girl, is what I called it, big girl corporate job at Acklands Granger. We got Shiloh at the same time, my puppy, who we still have today, he's obviously not a puppy, and I graduated university that year. That was a big year for me, you know, I stepped out into the corporate world in the in the year that I finished university. I understood what it was like to work a job, and it is really the first taste I got about uh, what it's like to be an overachiever and someone with chronic illness in the corporate world. I moved up really quickly in that job. I like I like I said, I'm an overachiever. So in these years, I wasn't fully investing in myself in the monetary sense of you know going out there and taking a course or doing things like that, but I was investing in myself with time. So yes, I was working all these different jobs, but I was working these different jobs because they were all different opportunities to get me to that next step that I wanted to take, which was getting the corporate job, right? All of the things that I mentioned the year prior, the party bus host, the the teacher's advisor, etc., really was the pushing factor to get me this really well-paying corporate job, not even out of university yet. I hadn't finished my last course. So I did graduate later that year, but I did get my first corporate job before fully finishing university. 10 years ago, so not even a full year at that corporate job, we moved across the country to Alberta for my job promotion. So like I said, I was a high achiever. I did really well. My sales numbers were phenomenal. I went to a corporate networking event, or not a networking, but I went to a corporate event that was across the country and did really well, met a lot of different leaders and got a few different promotion opportunities within the country. And we chose Alberta. So together, Stephen and I, he took the leap of faith into me as his partner and we moved sight blind. We never went to this town before. We moved across the country to a tiny little town This city dweller does not know, I mean, I live in the suburbs, but like, 
I did not know what a tiny town was. I did not understand that there wasn't airports near every single town. And boy, did I get a dose of reality. Nine years ago, we moved right back to where we live. And I got a job at General Electric GE and started moving up the corporate ladder. So this was a massive promotion monetarily, but also I had a big, huge office with a big, huge window in downtown Winnipeg. And (laughs) what people don't tell you about corporate jobs is like, I hardly did anything and I was bored out of my mind and I did not enjoy that job. But again, it was the stepping stone to the next level to get me to the next place, you know, to get me to that dream. And all while all of this is happening, I am manifesting, I am dreaming, I am always that type of person that will drive through different types of areas where I aspire to live and look at the beautiful big mansions. We literally just did that this weekend and I am manifesting our next dream house. But it's it's something that I always did. I always believed in myself even when things got tough. What I'm not mentioning about these, you know, what's not seen here in this post that I'm reading off to you is all the hard times, all the hospital stays, all the doctor appointments, all of the struggles, all of the accidents in the elevator going up to my big corporate job. And what I mean by accidents is I mean things that happen to those of us that have inflammatory bowel disease. (laughs) It's, you know, not tripping and hurting my foot, more so needing a change of clothes type of accidents. Like those things happen but it's posts like this it's it's writing out these year by year stories that really helps me see that like no matter how hard my life is with this chronic illness or whatever else life throws at me i can accomplish phenomenal things in short spans like a year or less and so can you okay so let's keep going 8 years ago i changed jobs and was the vp of marketing for a multi-million dollar company my now husband and i got engaged in France. We went to Poland, UK, and France together, and we had our wedding social. So I traveled for work. I worked as the VP of marketing, but I was also the national sales manager for, um, I guess it was like a sister company. So I would have to go to Frankfurt and London and stuff like that. I had one of those trips coming up, and at the time, Stephen got laid off. So my husband got laid off. He wasn't my husband at the time. And he came with me and it was a trip of a lifetime. He got to meet my grandparents in Poland and we got engaged at the Lock Bridge in Paris. It was a dream come true. And we also had our wedding social. So for those of you that are not from Winnipeg, here where I live, we have something called a wedding social, which is essentially like the couple who's going to get married puts on a big, huge party. Everybody buys $10 tickets to come to this party. And there are raffle prizes, there are drinks, cheap drinks. And so it's like a really fun place on the weekends. You can go party at socials and win prizes and have cheap drinks. And instead of going to a club, plus you're supporting your friends. So because we were going to have a destination wedding, we had Halloween was my or is my favorite. No, it probably was. It's not anymore now that I have kids. But at the time, it was my favorite holiday. And so we went all out for Halloween, like the decorations were insane. It was so much fun. And we had a big wedding social and it is to fundraise per se for the couple's wedding. So we we were able to make quite a bit. and We had a great year that year. Seven years ago, I had my bridal shower. 
of my dreams. Like it was the most phenomenal bridal bridal shower. Like I swear it was from TV. My mom put it on. It was insane. It was held in this big like hotel banquet room, but a really stunning one. And it was beach themed. And my mom went above and beyond. Like literally all of the ladies there, I can't even, I don't know how many, 60 maybe plus, maybe more, maybe like a hundred. I don't know, 60 to a hundred ish women. And they all made flower crowns. It was such a, an amazing time. So I had the bridal shower of my dreams, an incredible bachelorette party. My my bridesmaids went above and beyond. It was like a three-day bachelorette party. Not sure if I've ever been that tired in my life before. We had a party bus. We we bar hopped. They even hired a stripper, but then unfortunately the stripper never came. Um, we had so much fun. We went to a thermia, like we went to Thermia, which is a Nordic spa here in Winnipeg. We went to a comedy club. We had a sleepover. We had a party at one of my close girlfriend's houses. They put pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio all over their wall uh, with some pictures of Stephen, which uncanny resemblance. That was phenomenal. And then we got married in Cuba. That was the best wedding in the whole entire world. If you've ever thought about having a destination wedding, I echo it times 100 because it's hands down the best week of my entire life. 50 or 60 of best family and friends went out to Cuba and we had the time of my life, got to marry my best friend. It was just so great. And throughout this whole time, again, I'm investing in myself by doing things I love, by not following the norms, you know, not having a traditional wedding here and a big, huge Polish wedding and doing things like are you know supposed to be done by dreaming and knowing that my dreams can come true. I went, I was so different the way that my bridal shower was dressed. I literally bought dresses from Amazon and had a seamstress hem them so they were high and low. I bought, I had like this whole vision. I wanted the guys to be wearing green pants and white shirts with a tie made out of the fabric, the dresses that the girls wore and the dresses were, they were very flowy, but they were floral print. And so I like scoured the internet. I found these green pants from Gap. I ordered all of the guys their size. And then I got ties made by that seamstress with the dresses. I ordered the shoes on Amazon. You guys, I went above and beyond because this is the dream wedding that I've always wanted to have. I had a Pinterest board for the floral and my mom literally went to every Michaels store in Winnipeg and spent months making these floral designs. She made my crown of flowers. Like the flowers were a thousand times more beautiful than if we had a florist out there. We brought all of it with us. I found the wedding dress of my dreams and it was because it fit me the way I wanted it to fit me. And it was see-through kind of in the in the corset area so you could see my tattoo. But then I made it be a low back. It wasn't a low back. The seamstress, a different seamstress, hemmed it to be a low back and a high and low dress. Like it was so much fun. And it's because I didn't just follow the path set in front of you, which is like, get the resort to give you flowers if you're going to be brave enough to be a destination wedding. I was like, heck no, I'm going to have the wedding of my dreams. And this is how we're going to do it on a budget. You know, like it was still, it was phenomenal. Then we even got the guys little speedos (laughs) and the girls a different dress. And we had trash the dress photos. We had literally, you guys, I can't say enough about how phenomenal my wedding was. Six years ago. So this is where we start going into me now starting to financially invest in myself a little bit more. 
And again, let me preface to say that I was in the hospital in between these years, seven and six, for sure I remember because I was in the hospital right before we bought our first home. But like, again, I'm not telling you all the bad things. I'm telling you the good things so that it can help motivate you to invest in yourself, be it time, be it dreams, be it financially, because it is worth it for you to take that next step in life. If you are feeling stuck and like there hasn't been much movement in the last few years, I hope this episode can help you see that you are worth it. Okay, six years ago, we bought our first home, renoed it for two different, for two months, and I transitioned jobs again back into business to business sales. So we were living in a one bedroom, tiny basement apartment that was so hard to dream in. And it was so hard, like it was just so dingy and tiny. And like my husband and I aren't the most organized, tidy people. So it was cluttered and not a good time. And I just started dreaming like I need out. I need a house. We need to buy a home. And I swear the universe made it happen. Like the blocks just fell into place literally a couple weeks after me getting out of the hospital. We bought a home that had blue carpet and pink walls and we renoed it with my family, with the help of family and friends, a lot of help, a lot of time, a lot of mishaps. We had our first home and it is a beautiful home. Five years ago, I became a personal trainer. I got certified as a personal trainer, got my sports nutrition certification. I started my very first business called For the Health, health and fitness coaching, and I achieved medication free remission. This was a incredibly hard time for me. I was dealing with so many health issues, weight gain from insane medications, hospital stays, all of that kind of stuff. And I was still able to get my personal training certification. I will never forget the moment where Stephen and I were hustling on a New Year's Eve. Prior to Uber being here, we were driving people to and from their New Year's Eve parties and we made a few extra hundred dollars. I think we made around $500 in total. And he had half, I had half. And we were sitting on the couch. It was like four in the morning. And I was talking about my dreams to be a personal trainer and how I wanted to help people with their fitness journey because I've struggled so hard. And he gave me his money and was like, use this, take the course. The course was $500 at the time. Spending $500 on a course seemed insane to me. We were just making ends meet financially. Like we were living paycheck to paycheck. We made this extra cash to have some fun. And he gave it to me, trusting in me that I was going to make it back. Let me tell you, a few months later, one of my personal training clients sent me $500 just out of nowhere as a bonus to my PayPal account. So that is really how the universe works. And that $500 I then took to register my business number and to have my first ever business number. And I then got more and more and more clients. And literally to this day, literally last week, someone that I saw at a networking event for businesses here in Winnipeg was one of my past clients who I'd never met in person. And she came up to me and gave me a big hug and told me that I was the catalyst I was the start to her being able to get off all of these crazy medications and to get her life back and to feel good again. Like it is insane to me that this is what's possible when you believe in yourself and when you invest in yourself. Four years ago, I traveled to San Diego two times in one month and became a breathwork practitioner. So I went out there to take the breathwork certification as well as to go to a networking event. I became a certified holistic health coach with a lot of schooling. It was over a year of schooling. I grew my Instagram account to over 20,000 followers. 
while also growing my business and helping hundreds of women become healthier and deal with their chronic illness or, you know, their health journey. This was really when I started learning about the power of manifestation and listening to podcasts and surrounding myself with people who dreamt like I did. And it was the beginning of it for me where I was like, oh my gosh, there are people out here like me. There are crazies who dream and dream and dream and set these big goals and achieve them year after year. And so I started surrounding myself with more and more people like that and finding more and more friends like that. And this is how quickly that all grew. So from four years ago to three years ago, I started the Sick and Successful podcast And I also got pregnant after years of trying. I shut down the business and focused on my pregnancy and my corporate job. So I shut down the for the health. Then we had our beautiful baby girl, Alicia, during the global pandemic, July of 2020. And I suffered from pretty extreme postpartum anxiety that really impacted the rest of that entire year. So it was a crazy time for me and where I kind of 2019 where I took the, the these years kind of overlap is as I got pregnant at the end of 2019 but it was in September of 2019 that I went and got breathwork certified and I did all those things and finished my holistic health coaching and was really dreaming about the group programs I was going to complete etc and then finally After dreaming for years of of getting pregnant, we got pregnant and it was the global pandemic and I just had to slow down and slow everything down, which I really think my body needed to then take me to the next up level. So, you know, investing in breathwork certification in and of itself was five grand. Never mind going to San Diego twice. Never mind the ticket for the networking event. Never mind holistic health coaching, which was thousands of dollars because it's through accredited school, I guess, or university school um, in Canada. Like all of these things are costing over and over. I was working with a nutritionist for my health. Like there's so much funds going into this year after year. Two years ago, while on mat leave, I came up from under the water of postpartum anxiety and realized there is more to life and I need to believe in myself and this entrepreneurial thing that has been a dream of mine. So I studied to become a social media manager while my baby napped and I took a few months to get everything ready. I launched SNS Creative in July of 2021 and hit $10,000 months from the first month and on. I also had a successful $30,000 course launch for a podcast course that I created and I hired my first few employees right off the bat. It was a crazy year because I jumped all in. I also started teaching at the University of Winnipeg that year, which was kind of like my fail safe, my little safety blanket if the business didn't work out or, you know, for my mind. At the time, I was on leave from my corporate job. So we have 12 months of maternity leave, 12 to 18 months. I took 12 months of paid maternity leave. The 12 months were up, but I still had the next six if I wanted to go back to my corporate job. So six months of unpaid. And I wasn't sure if I was going to go back or not. And finally, in this year of, or in in 2022 of January, I decided I wasn't going back. So one year ago, I quickly scaled the company to multiple six figures and 10 employees or slash contractors, started two new divisions of the company. I was able to have my husband take half the year off to find what he really loves to do. We bought a trailer, a brand new trailer, and spent almost every weekend out in the forest during the summer. And I want to remind you, I did this all while being chronically sick and in and out of the hospital. 
When you have big dreams and you set big goals and work toward them, dreams come true. It's hard work. Life is amazing. I'm so blessed for everyone who is on this journey with me. Now I want to ask you, what big dreams do you have 10 years from now, 15 years from now? What would happen to you if you started noting down the last 15 years? What did you do every year? Would you be proud of it? Or would you think like, man, I have not been following my dreams. I have not been investing myself in myself emotionally, physically, financially, you know, time-wise. Have you been coasting and being content? And here's the thing. There are people that love life like that. If you like that kind of life, amen, power to you. That's all good. I don't know how many of you are like that because I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you resonate with me and you are a high achiever. You are a dreamer. And so I want to say it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have hard days. I'm not going to lie. I've been burnt out for the last few months just like coasting along. But when I take a step back and I create my vision board and I dream and we drive by our dream house and I look at the pictures and I manifest, I know that's possible for me. Because I know if I invest the time, the energy, the dreams, the finances, if I take the leaps of faith, it can and it will happen. And that's true for you too. You have to believe in yourself before you want anyone else to believe in you. You have to believe in your dreams if you ever want them to come to fruition. So this episode wasn't here for me to boast about all the things I've done in the last 15 years. It was a fun little trip down memory lane but it really was to help you to see that if you have some kind of, I also didn't talk about like my business coaches I hired, the different masterminds that I joined, like all of those things. I spent thousands of dollars on getting to where I am today. But it really is to say, if there's something you're scared to invest in financially, time-wise, whatever it is, I really push you towards doing it. You can feel it within your body if it's a hell yes or a hell no. So take a minute to quiet yourself down, to think about it, and to take that leap of faith because it's going to get you to where you want to be, I promise you. And I want you to remember, dream big, it's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner. Mm -hmm. 